Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Fahey. It is John Boy time. I am the COVID kid. I am COVID barely 18. Joining me as ever, thinker, stinker, PP drinker, vaccine dealer, scene stealer, foreskin peeler. Gross. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Uh, three children stacked in a trench coat, pretending to be an adult man. Each child ripped. <laughs> Huge hog, veiny. And they're, and they're pretending to be a like an, an adult. High-functioning pervert? Master of hyperversion? Hey, just a pita? And I am the Marquise Desaad. <laughs> and you are accused of Jinko's pee And you are my sinners. <laughs> and you're ready. And oh, yeah. it's just like, like Paul. Oh. And this shit's between y'all. y'all. <laughs> to your right, my left, handsome Matt Brousseau, the Frenchman henchman. Le Frenchman Hench um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, were you trying to not pronounce the French um? Yeah, okay. Le garçon, French. Garçon means boy. <laughs> garçon. Garçon. Coffee. Garçon means. Hi. That's a uh, pull picture. Yes. Garçon means boy. <laughs> Who's doing that in LA? Garçon, go sir, go sir, go sir, go sir. Garçon, please, 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 please. Boy, 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 boy. <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> How y'all feeling? My aunt. It's a Martin Lawrence reference. Too. Yeah. Well, I have baseball fever. Person. You got catch. catch. <laughs> oh, we're just going through the hits. Today. Yeah, we are. We are. Uh, um, I gotta say uh, a couple of things up top. Uh, but we'll get more into once we get into the profile. Um, Dylan Safranek, uh, listener of the show, sent an amazing uh, letter to the profiles. Uh, Email, which is profiles in eccentricity podcast at gmail. If you want to get a hold of us, tell us your secrets, be a weirdo, <laughs> get deep, get freaky, send weird pictures. Uh, Dylan sent us this very, uh, I, I absolutely loved it, hyper vulnerable, um, um, personal email, uh, after we did the uh, Maroslav Tishi episode mm-hmm. and uh, it corresponded to his own uh, work in photography. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, I think uh, maybe it was afterwards we did the uh, libertarian episode, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and uh, then we, got, funny enough, I think maybe same day from somebody else that was uh, Dilly Bean Photography, <laughs> another Dylan listening to the show into photography, yeah. that just messaged us saying, "I love the show, but I wish you guys wouldn't use the R word." <laughs> and then what he what he means by the R word, Aaron, is uh, retard. That's ah, fair. Well, no, no, well, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's fair. I, I hear the wish. Listen, I hear the wish. I'm very sorry for offending you. It does mean slow. It does mean slowed. I am not going to stop saying it. But, however, very sorry to offend you. And that is authentic and real. Yes. Um, things offend me that don't offend everybody else. Like my smell. Uh, yeah, definitely. Certainly, the smell of your spunk. 
That is real offensive. Yeah. Um, and it stinks. And I'm not a fan. Uh, I particularly don't like the word bitch. Talk about that often. Um, but it is my hangup. And I know that it's, uh, it's not as offensive to other people. Everybody has kind of um, their own grade and slope of what is offensive to them. Hey, I'm but I, offended by that. I am, I am saying authentically, Everett, if you are offended by anything we say on the show, we, uh, we are sorry. Um, but most of the time we are really just being stupid. And um, we don't mean any harm. And I think that is fairly obvious. Yeah. I mean, uh, personally, I don't mind if someone says what uh, they're bothered by. No, 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 um, no, no. You know, Nobody's offended. You gotta talk about it. Yeah. Well, you do have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I appreciate the. the I, that I, 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 but that's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. I am not the least. Uh, you know, it's a friend uh, of uh, the show, uh, Jeff Sewing, said to me one time. He goes, "I understand people being offended," and he goes, "I cannot understand people being offended by people being offended." Right. And I think right. that's a like a, a new um, uh, lexicon in 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 kind of like a discourse now where people are like, can you believe that they're mad? And it's like, well, just approach that. Don't get <laughs> mad at them being mad. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I understand that you think uh, the word, the R word is offensive. I, I don't, um, I don't think it should come anywhere near the close of even having the censorship of the N word, right. uh, because it is an actual word that means slowed. And I, I say it uh, mainly as a person that, uh, refers to themselves as retarded all the time. Yeah. And I think I prove it every single week. <laughs> Sometimes, several times and a week. I mean, you're earning your R stripes. I know. <laughs> I think so. But, I mean, we all have, like, I don't think I say that, but, you know, it's, it's we all have our own thing. and We do have our own thing. And I do really mean it. Um, I'm not joking. Uh, I'm not being satirical. Uh, I do really think uh, everybody has their own things that they're offended by, and I hope we all keep that in mind. However, just keep in mind, it is not the be-all, end-all to everyone else. Is that a, is that a fair... Right, uh, because I'm the be-all, end-all. Ken doll. Yeah. And that's... And that is actually all that matters. Yeah. That's a facts, Jack. So, that's a facts, Jack. Just, you know, as long as you have that kind of lodestar. But, lodestar. but also, yeah, hearing from a, a bunch of people that we... I mean, it was just so great. We got so many, so many great letters and people talking to us about the episodes and... Uh, we do really uh, love all you guys, and we want to keep all of you in. Um, when you do tell us something that really bothers you or offends you, I am totally here to talk to you seriously about it. Mm -hmm. And um, I hope you respect our opinion. Yeah, because we respect yours. We do. Yeah. And um, I, so here's something I want, I want to talk to you guys about. And I, I'm kind of doing a little bit of a thing where I'm reversing the profile. Wait, could, could I, could I if, we're, if we're talking about fans, uh, could I... Uh, give, gush? give a, 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 a gush? shout out to to Dallas who uh, is in Texas right now. Six inches of snow, and uh, he he has forty five minutes electricity every hour. And, Damn, uh, hey, I that's just, three quarters of. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's almost a whole day. Uh, but anyway, uh, we, we all hope you're doing well. And yeah. uh, love Dallas. It's, uh, man, what a fuck up. Absolutely, whole, whole places. The uh, hundred million the, people are under winter weather advisory in this country right now. Hundred million, wow! And uh, it's gonna be eighty here in LA this week. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be under a heat advisory. Yeah. Or something. yeah. Anyway, I just we're gonna to have say, our shirts uh, off and stuff. <laughs> yeah. If you're lucky, just want to say I, I, I'm talking uh, French guys, Spaniards, <laughs> Irishmen. They have them all. Not a shirt uh, betwixt the th between the. 
<laughs> no shirts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I so I I do I think um, I've had a lot of stuff here with the 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 uh, the uh, the rampant uh, attempted fascism, and um, it's it, it's it's a weird thing, right? Where where we had this thing in in the capital, and uh, now we see something is happening where the Republican Party is going like, oh, we should condemn it by this percentage and the rest are going like, no, 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 we should really back it up. And so it's like kind of one of these things where we've almost put uh, uh, fascism on the back burner. I think you mean up until now? No, now is what we're doing as Trump leaves. Biden comes in like the Republican party is basically saying like, Hey, um, yeah, still the the election was stolen. Still there is all this bullshit. Uh, Still there's deep state nonsense and stuff. And there's politicians that are just going like um, talking about feelings right. and not facts, right? And they're willing to indulge that, right? And so uh, we have this this weird thing of you know delaying uh, a kind of a a, a nascent uh, fascist thing in the country where it might come back stronger than ever later if we don't kind of get rid of it now. But you know, it's one of those things where it's I think. Um, Difficult for people to be uh, keeping their jobs and being brave at the same time, right? Sure. Um, Politicians, you mean? Especially. Okay. Politicians, regular people, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But one of the things I wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, um, it's from the Nazi regime when there were people that were in the, you know, ranking like Nazi party respectable members where they were you know, not down with what was going on. And, uh, they were not really under any kind of, um, suspicion of of being collaborators. So they would kind of get away with collaborating more in an Oscar Schindler type sense. Right. Because they were such good stand up Nazis or or, or at least the image of one. Well, like we saw in the Elizabeth Van Lu episode. Right. You know, she just played the part of right. a Southern lady. Right. Yes. And they... Above or below suspicion. Yes. Right. And so it's this one of these things where you're like right on the line there and you invite this thing where you go like were you trying to be like the conscientious objector just enough to not get killed? Or were you being like truly brave in a way that was very dangerous? Mm-hmm. Um, or did you have kind of the luxury of flying under the radar so much that nobody would really ever suspect you. Right, right. You know? if, you, if you're the third generation kid of, uh, of Jeff Bezos, are you, what are you doing with your millions of dollars today? This is not the same thing, but it's no. like, are you using your wealth to help people or put your dad in space? Like, you know, what are you doing with your money? But when the whole... Helping the, people is putting it <laughs> yeah, I mean. But when you... The whole regime is is coming down and going like, uh, you're with us or you're against us. And um, definitely, you know, if there was any kind of a successful, um, you know, cardiac arrest, diabetic coma coup that happened with the, the Trump crew... Um, we all know Trump from the get-go has always said it's it's loyalty, 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 right? It has to yeah, be. Yeah, you know, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, and it's it's the thing. you know, kind of uh, the the George W. thing of uh, you're with us or you're with the terrorists, except meant far more seriously. 
And well, because they, it's now anyone who's against me is right. 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 The the party that uh, talks about how much they love the First Amendment and hate cancel culture mm-hmm. is censuring any politician who voted to impeach, uh, right. impeach Trump. And so, you know, with the Nazi party and the people that would be um, caught up in that on a, a regular level, because, like, like, we can't forget regular good not hateful anti-semitic people got caught up in that of course yeah. and a lot of that was based on just your country used to be the actual garbage dump 10 years before um d- d- 10 years before that as we talked about werewolf of hanover mm-hmm. multiple cannibal killers uh the vampire of dusseldorf people disappearing nobody being able to Frankenstein. Keep- mm-hmm. What what country do you think he's from? Frankfurtstein. <laughs> well, Doctor Frankenstein, especially. Uh, but, but seriously, the mummy of Munich. <laughs> but 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 for real, those guys, cannibal killers, in post war Germany, post World War One Germany, then it became a cannibal holocaust. They can get away with killing so many people because the population is so transient, looking for work. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't matter. And you come out of that. You come out of wheeling the wheelbarrow of, of, of Deutschmarks to, yeah. to buy a loaf of bread. And then you come back and you are suddenly like now like a major industrial power. Uh, you know, he's on the cover of Time and all that shit. And it's like you can get really swept up in nationalism. And also this- and not wanting to be the, you know, the nail that sticks out. Yes, and and also I think we kind of talked about it before, but the thing of like they didn't really have a like uh, when when Goebbels was in uh, the Nazi Party, he was on kind of the wing that was a little bit more um, accepting of socialism, sure, and and communism, and Hitler was like talking all this shit about. It. He's like, nah, fuck, 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 fuck that. And it was the first time Goebbels like saw this guy that he thought was charismatic, and he looked at him and he thought like. Oh no, I don't think I'm going to get with this guy. And meanwhile, he ended up dying in a bunker with him. You know, and and the thing was is that um they really believed in this new thing about national socialism and it was like the thing that Mussolini was talking about of we're going to get all the classes together on one job. There's going to be a like a a, un, a unity of government because all the classes have this different thing and so there's going to be still classes, but a form of socialism that unites the country, unites the government, unites the people, and they were all caught up in that. The people are the and, rising And type. they also, they kind of, they co-opted socialism to appeal to some of the more left-leaning... It was sweeping Europe, yeah. yeah. And, and even though it wasn't really, a, it was fascism. Right. But they put it in the name to get some of the kind of, you know, uh, what would you call them, centrist... Well, yeah, it was, it was, it, it was oh, the thing of if everybody's on the march, how are we not one right. people? Right. And it was kind of a smart argument, uh-huh. you know. Um, but, of course, at the at the same time, the whole thing was played to be like, oh, no, don't worry, rich people, you'll still have your place. Uh-huh. And uh, not only that, uh, we'll get all of the working classes mobilized to really push your shit, yeah. you know. And it was kind of brilliant, right? Um, so... If you are in that apparatus and the whole thing is going forward and it looks to be successful and secure and you are kind of like realizing like, oh, okay, there's like not really cool shit going on here. 
at that point, is it safe for you to help people out or is it actually very daring and brave? Or are you a coward by not lashing out more? Well, and this is kind of the Sophie Scholl thing that we talked about, like one of our early episodes. And she lashes out pretty hardcore. But if you fly under the radar and you realize like, oh, I have some power and I can help people out, a la Oscar Schindler, is that the best is that the best and is that the best thing? Yeah, you I mean you're no use dead. Right. If you have those intentions, I mean every every situation is different, right? Yes. Uh, but in 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 general, if you are in caught up in a machine that you are benefiting from and you find moral uh uh Crime, more, more crime is being committed. Is it, and you want to do something about it? I mean, you're no. If, if they're gonna kill you for speaking out, then you're no. You're no use. Just you know, you kind of have to chip away at the uh, at the machine from the inside. You know, it reminds me of Batman Begins. <laughs> I love it when all of it turns back to a comic book metaphor. I'm not joking. I've, this has happened since the beginning of the show, and it's one of my favorite things. So please continue. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Alfred Pennyworth, played by Michael Caine. Muscle burst. Your parents used these cabins and this elevator to smuggle slaves down the un- underground railroad. And, and below that was a sex dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> and below that was a hollow earth where the reptile Jews controlled everything. And I worked everything. my way up from there. <laughs> As and a below swamp. that was a swamp <laughs> with a gator. <laughs> and and down fight. there, it's swamp love. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't. <laughs> then they had rupees. <laughs> Size so of a tangerine. You uh, butt plug. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... You know, uh, the Waynes, the Waynes were, 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 uh, uh, enormously wealthy, entrenched in, in, in Gotham. Uh, seems like it's somewhere in New England, right? Uh, <laughs> clearly benefiting from, like the North, from the slave trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, doing something about it without totally, um, Upending their own, uh, 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 you know, place in their society because you're no, like I said, you're no use dead. And and, and then and, you know, Alfred makes the same uh, argument to Bruce when he tells me he's got a death wish and stuff like that. You know, you, you, your real superpower is your resources, your intellect. And this is what the qualm that like everybody who analyzes the character of Batman, if he really wanted to fight crime, he wouldn't go out beating people up at night. Right. He'd, you know, build some hospitals. Yeah, he'd build like centers, places to live know. and fund. Right. Yeah. Right. Or Where's the fun in that? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the early childhood education? <laughs> um, Teen mother is going to. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> Crack is whack. <laughs> Inhalants. <laughs> Inhale, and um, like Ozzy. Yeah, you know you. Um, <laughs> you owe it 
to your station. Nice. I kind of think so too. Well, I think there's a there's a so there's a there's a place you can exist where it's both safe and you're helping, right? And you kind of I think a lot of these people are that they they keep searching until they find that maybe like that line. How close can we get right. to to be able to keep doing this without getting in trouble, but yeah. also to keep doing this, right? But also like yes, because sometimes part of of do of, of helping the cause is doing your job bad. Sure. Yeah. Oops, I misplaced a few hundred. Whoops. You know, isotopes. Yeah. Oops, these bullets are in backwards. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was talking about that with the when we were watching the. Uh, you gotta tri- have a man on the inside. Trial of the mm-hmm. Chicago Seven movie, and I was saying like, you know, the thing like, it's like you know, the Black Panther Party was saying like, oh, the Weather Underground and the White Panther Party. All these they're like, like don't don't join us. Don't try to grab guns. Like like, can you just talk to your uncle? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like one of those things where you go like, I not as glorious. You don't have but to. Can get, you, can, but, right. but like, hey, I don't even want to have a gun. Yeah. Right. Like, can you? Like, you. Your thing would be so much better used by, um, just working the inside. Yeah. We- but, weaponizing your privilege. And I, well, I think yes. weaponizing, and that's the thing that this is the first time I've seen that I've ever heard of that. Uh, it was during the protest last summer when when people George were saying Floyd. white people get to the front because the cops are less likely to brutalize 100%. you. Yeah, and that's yeah. I mean, that's that makes sense. Yeah, you know. I guess except in Chicago, '68. <laughs> sure, sure. Or you know, I mean, any cops now. It, a lot of those guys were Jews, though. The cops? No. Oh, and they could tell <laughs> the seven. Yeah. Like check out his frizzy hair. Yeah, look at the way he talks. He's got hair like me. It's okay to beat him. I mean, it might not. It might not have made a difference. Like, but it, you know, that's an important distinct. It's it's important for people to be aware of. Isn't it crazy? Like Operation Human Shield. Was like turned around. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Human sword, human phallus, what? a lack of ballast. <laughs> human phallus, a lack of ballast. <laughs> it was my Angelou did that. Human phallus, a lack of ballast. <laughs> All right, uh, listen. So I'm I'm just trying to set the stage here for the the profile we're going to get into. Let's take a little break. Okay, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about it. And we're back. Folks, uh, if you don't know already, find us on uh, the uh, PP Podcast on Twitter. It is Profiles in Eccentricity on Instagram. If you want another episode per week of all kinds of other weird shit, Aaron explains it all, Chopped Up Jukebox. (laughs) Um, We do additional profiles. Uh, We do uh, connections. Oh, A lot of other... Oh, my God. uh, Just a cool, cool hangout, fun time. It is a nice time. If you don't want to hear us, just tell a story. You want to hear us uh, wax on other bullshit. Um, an extra episode per week on Patreon, $5 a month. That is uh, Profiles in Eccentricity on Patreon.com. We're also on YouTube. We are That's on right, YouTube. Yeah. Looking quite good. Uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I know we're going to get to uh, another another push it, but I, I just, uh, I, li- I re-listened to the Aaron Explains It All of Terminator. <laughs> and I got to tell you. You nailed it. You liked it, huh? I really liked, liked it. <laughs> it was really good, and it was a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just me being brilliant. It was everybody <laughs> being brilliant, making good points, great observations. I forgot some of the shit that was, you know, pointed out or, uh, you know, elucidated by it. I didn't know he's a robot. 
Uh, but in a way, aren't we all uh, underneath? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and it's just like a. Oh. Uh, but uh, I heard uh, I uh, I heard Elon Musk talking about Terminator. Like uh, Terminator is actually a, a really a really good script, and he brought up like some Skynet shit. Uh-huh. And I was like, somebody fucking get him to listen to that episode so he knows what a real fucking right. analysis of Terminator mm, sounds like. True. So any of you listeners out there, yeah. if you could just bombard Elon Musk to take a listen there and explains it all, Terminator 1 yeah, and Terminator 2, let him know what's up. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, Those are on the regular feed. They are now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, TCU as well. Yeah. Mm. Both very, very good. And I do want to, I, I am going to do um, Salvation. We have to. You're going to do Salvation. You, you wanted me to. You told me to do it. Well, I mean, you could. Uh, no, I, I would, I would, I would happily chime into you doing it. I think that would be nice. It would be very nice. I'm very glad you're skipping three because there's nothing to say about there's it. There's nothing to say about it. Nothing. A couple of things to say about it, but not <laughs> like, much. Like, don't watch it. Or <laughs> it's cool at the end when the machines kill everybody. Sure. That is the That's about o- it. It's the only redeemable thing about Terminator Three is how they they do a soft Judgment Day. And, but uh, about how it would start slow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And and it's and it's Skynet saving itself. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's really fun. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I do love Salvation a lot. Uh, I know that Richard Park really hates it when I speak up in favor of Salvation. Well, but he's listen, hear this. And if really we get stay it. the course, we are dead. We are all dead. All dead. Sorry, Richard. And uh, Richard, the fact that you don't like it, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, Richard? You think you're human. <laughs> what? Does and uh, you're not. Um, I yeah, that's uh, that's really good stuff. So uh, we're also doing stereo. Most doing stereo. Yeah, yes. we have a little, we have a thing, app. We have a little thing on stereo, the stereo app, the stereo.com. Yeah, you get the app. Um, no, tell people they can actually support profiles by signing up. For stereo, yeah, you can uh, you can support profiles by signing up. Uh, just go to stereo.com/profiles or stereo.com/profiles Peta or stereo.com/profiles John. Uh, just follow those accounts on the Stereo app, and you'll get a notification when we go live. Oh, yeah, and, and we do it. Yeah, and we'll be talking to each other and other random weirdos that we found on the app, which is really fun. Yeah, and you really got to catch funny. John catching randos. That's yeah, you, really. That's, I was just gonna say yeah. you have not experienced. <laughs> It's like, have you, the, the, the really, you know, if you think we're all good together and we, you know, we can spin a yarn or we're good at talking and being entertaining, you haven't really got it until you hear John talk to a stranger. <laughs> it's, it's the closest thing to when I would be drinking with John at Gold Diggers yeah. and someone would sit next to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And most of the time it's just, the funny thing is, is that all I'm trying to do is make you guys laugh. <laughs> And so I'm saying just crazier and crazier things to a stranger and watching them react and try to figure out. Because then they'll be like, maybe I'm the weird one. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm totally being a psycho to you. Um, but yeah, that's been really fun. Um, I'm Profiles John. You are Profiles Peta. Mm-hmm. Matt is Profiles Profiles? Just, just Profiles. Pro- just Profiles. Stole the show. Mm. Uh, and I respect that. Also, Land is uh, is uh, a frequent... Uh, Contributor from Starburns, and he's great. Uh, Blob Child, he's uh, (laughs) not his actual screen name, but he's great too. And um, check him out one time like this. And yeah, just get on there. It's we're we're fucking around, we're having fun, and you can uh, 
kind of call in and leave us messages. And we've gotten some really very thoughtful messages about profiles and the way we do the show, yeah. which is really cool. That's very nice. Um, so what I want to talk to you about is a doctor. A doctor. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, we just, so we just spent this whole first part defining a line of, of, of helper hurt, and now we're talking about a doctor. Which is so great. Yeah. And um, so he was, uh, he was at Auschwitz, and his name is Hans Munch, and he was uh, from Bavaria, as was Joseph Mengele, who was at Auschwitz as well. And he, you know, at, at, at first he had, he had things in bacteriology that were advanced, you know, advancements in, in kind of, uh, uh, germ warfare, the, the film, uh, the, the field of bacteriology. And he was, you know, this is early mid thirties and he was drawn more and more into, uh, what was becoming the national socialist Hitler society. And, and uh, his name, Munch, last name, first name? Uh, last Hans. Name. Hans. Hans, oh, yeah. which is John, basically. Um, Johann is basically John Hans, for short. And uh, he was not really about the party, but there was a thing where if you were advancing almost in any right. thing at the time, yeah. that they were like, okay, but like, are you part of the crew? Right. And so it was basically, I think he resisted to like 1937 about joining the party. And, and let's say you're doing like really important medical research. Oh, and that now could, that's going straight to the military too, right? right, right. So it's like one of those things where you go like, okay, well, are you down? Like, this is just like Iron Man 3, you know? Uh, <laughs> hit me with that. Come on. Give me more. Uh, uh, the character... Um, uh, uh, played by um, Sam Rockwell. No, 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 no. The the that's Iron Man two, not the two. Oh my bad. Not the three, but the two. Uh, Iron Man three. Uh, oh gosh, I forget her name, but she's the scientist, the female scientist. Oh. Uh, uh, she played Christine Chubbuck in the Christine movie. Oh, I'm totally, brilliant, I'm blanking, brilliant actor. I'm, bl I'm blanking on her name, but um, she mm, talks about having worked with AIM, uh, Advanced Idea Mechanics, the evil ish corporation that 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 made the uh, um extremists so and and she uh it she then she then quoted of all people um uh rocket scientist Werner von braun mm -hmm. what he said you know what Werner von braun said when they launched the first v2 rocket the mission was a complete success but it landed on the wrong planet wow he was make i mean he was also a monster and hung Jewish workers. But we hired him after that and we went to the moon. So it was a planet it was supposed to land on. Anything but Earth. Right. Because they used the V2 rockets to just bomb people, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just to bomb people, um, basically. And I'm not... Uh, and God only I'm, knows what kind of minorities are on Mars, for instance. I mean, I mean... <laughs> no, all yeah. sorts of new Thanks. ones to subjugate. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Exploit. Uh, and I'm not, uh, you know... Uh, giving Werner von Braun a clean slate, but I am making a comic book movie reference and I will continue to do that because sometimes the pursuit of that uh I know about goal, your whole thing with greatness and the Nazis and it being good. I know. 
Hey. I've been friends whoa, with you a long whoa, time. Whoa. I told you that in confidence. <laughs> I don't know, but I know I see what you're saying. I see, uh, that's, if you're a su- if you're he serious, was a terrible person, but I understand that his when it came to science, right? And if there's good science to be done, and you try, I mean, I, I'm sure this person is probably better than Werner von Braun in many ways. Oh, uh, maybe not. Oh no, no, I'm not going to tell you anything. Okay, uh, but I can understand if you are a legit scientist and you know that your work is going to help a lot of people. You, sometimes you got to play ball. Hmm. I can, yeah, I like, can see like, that argument being made, even though even the risk, even with the risk of it uh, falling into the wrong hands, or I mean, we can get being the, weaponized. We can get to Oppenheimer. You whoa, know? whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa! But it, it's the thing of like this. You know, um, I think a lot of times for for so many people in these things that are a lot of times derided as frivolous, and uh, government shouldn't spend money on it, like all that type of thing. It's like a thing where you go like, oh my God, if I finally get a budget, holy shit. And if you don't do it, somebody else will. Yes, yes. And so you, you're like, well, then I should do it. So that way At least someone know- worse than me doesn't... Right, doesn't have control over it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you know, and I'm, I'm making fun of you, but what you've said before <laughs> is, is a thing where you go like, okay, if the U.S. government does do Operation Paperclip and they have all of this Nazi data, where now they were conducting all these experiments with no uh, moral boundaries whatsoever, um, that is kind of uh, the pure free, freaky science, mm-hmm. um, but still the data analysis and findings of which cannot be thrown away because it's the only time we're going to have. And if a, not, a, those people were tortured, Di- mutilated, and died in vain. For completely nothing. Yes. Completely. Um, it's still very horrific. We both agree, of course. It's a nightmare. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's... Uh, it's... it's. I mean, it's really freaky shit. And like, they were... Like, like, the Nazi regime was almost playing with that on every level in a way, right? Because it was like... It was like high uh, corporate atmosphere. It was high uh, pseudo socialism. It was just like we're all fucking doing like, you know what I mean? There wasn't really like uh, like it was just like here's what's going. On. It was very just like everybody was in a cult. It was without a doubt. Uh, like you know, it wasn't like from like oh you can't come in this elevator kind of. It was just like we're all doing the war and we're all trying to get our like national identity back. I think from post world. One humiliation, and so uh, you know it was really freaky and so easy to get swept up in. And so uh, Hans Munch just said, basically, I did. He's like, I got involved for patriotic reasons because I felt like we were doing good things, and now my work was getting recognized. And um, you know, I'm doing this thing about bacteria, and he had you know things where he'd be like, oh no, we should be studying on this kind of uh, uh, basis for a Petri dish instead of this basis for a Petri dish. Like, all that kind of, like, he, he had real advancements. And um, he didn't like the idea, once the war started, of older scientists and doctors going to the front lines and being expendable. He was like, no, no, no. He's like, I should go there. You know, he felt sorry for those guys. And he kept being refused because they were like, oh, no, you're too important because of your knowledge about bacterial, like, you know, and stuff like that. Um, he tra- so he was trying to serve in the Wehrmacht, and he was he was just considered indispensable. They were like, no, 
even though he was um he was an important sprocket in the mock. <laughs> he was definitely late to the game. Um, but it was, so he was indispensable not because the things he was working on were um, were war related. They just thought he was a really good. Definitely the bacteria thing was yeah, certainly they, ready okay, to be weaponized. Yeah. Okay, so he was sure. working on, and so he was aware that he was working on well, wep- weaponized. Well, at least at the very least, the research can always be weaponized. Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it was that kind of thing. Um, in 1943, in the, in the summer, he, he was uh, he was sent to the Hygiene Institute of the Waffen SS in Raisko, and that was um, the hygiene the two, SS hygiene. Uh, yeah, yeah, two and a half miles hot, from the jeans are hot. Yeah, two and a half miles from Auschwitz, and um, he was supposed to be in charge of bacteriological research. Um, God, and uh, Mengele was there. At the same time, and he worked with them, and he's also from Bavaria, so they have kind of like a common background, common area of of scientific and medical expertise. And uh, he's like considered basically the only person in that time who stayed more to the Hippocratic Oath than the Nazi regime. And he would just he was. Basically, not really singled out amazingly because he would not go on those like selection tours of the camp to go pick out who would be uh-huh. basically tortured and experimented right. on to death. Yeah, he was just like, no, I'm not gonna fucking do that. Yeah, but but he was uh, using live uh, test subjects. Yes, um, and. But then it it kind of became like playtime, like a farce. Sure. Like he would he would like fuck around and act like, yo, this experiment's crazy. Oh my god! And the person's just like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's it's just yeah, talcum powder. <laughs> like like he was just wow, you're immune to anthrax. Yeah, it's baby powder. Yeah, right. So so he would pretend to put on a show for. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 big wigs, yeah, or the other people around him, while he was and then, uh, not, and, yeah, did not killing someone, yeah, and then something. and then a lot of a lot of the, don't forget a lot of the people in the camps too would be like more advanced medically in knowledge than them, yeah. right? Yeah, well, yeah, so yeah, so, I mean, so, they, they're sweeping up doctors and scientists, yeah. and so uh, you know, they would be like, uh, I think there's almost kind of like some judgment there about like, did you save me from my knowledge? Or did you say me because you're a good man, you know? Um, but definitely he uh, he at least used the the camp prisoners that were like, uh, I think uh, there was a Dr. Mansfeld and he, he had a lot of expertise and he, he was saved from death by Hans Munch just to, and he, but he kept also at the meantime teaching him everything he knew. You keep him on as like an assistant or something? Or yeah, like, yeah. Okay. It was like that kind of thing like, oh, you can't get rid of him. He's indispensable to me and right, my right. research and my work and all that sort right. of thing. We'll never be able to kill as many Jews as we don't want yeah, unless, unless we have, have this guy. Yeah. Mansfield's going to hit our numbers. Yeah. And so he kind of stuck out a little bit in that way where he wouldn't go out and just pick people for death. And But also maybe that, uh, maybe that made him look like uh, he was above it. You know, he was... They're like, wow, this guy, he really, he's only thinking about the science, this guy. Well, that's the thing, too, where you go, like, you're you're fucking using your privilege there, right? Yeah. Where they go, like, oh, this guy, um, do we let him get away with not indulging this 
and and not getting his hands dirty because we want to have people that have plausible deniability after we win the war and not everybody looks like a savage. It's one of those things too where you go like, are we protecting the upper class in a way? Does that make sense? I mean, that makes sense, but I don't know. I mean, I don't. I think they're thinking about world domination, and he's and, the best. And, 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 and yeah, and they're, we're not going to have to answer for anything. There's right, nothing to answer but there's for. but yeah. there's also not a fucking gun in his face when he doesn't pick out right a prisoner because he's he is doing good work in their eyes. I think it's yeah, it's kind of the same thing with with Stalin and the the nuclear scientists. Yeah. He would fuck with yeah. any other type of scientist. Oh yeah, nuclear ones. He was like, <laughs> nope. "Whatever you think, fellas." Well, also, also because he probably there was probably you know something that even he couldn't can like he couldn't have any conception of it. The guys growing crops and working on crops. He was like, "I know how things grow." You know, it was just this 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 level, the science level that he couldn't even conceive of the yeah, basics. Yeah, it's deferring to the, you know the. The Council of Wizards. Yeah, yes, exactly. I don't know about this fucking nuclear magic <laughs> shit, but it seems to be working, so you guys get yeah. to do whatever you want. Yeah. Just don't turn it on me. Right. Yeah. And same thing with bacteria. I mean, you know, bacteriology and germ theory was, you know, pretty new back, even back then. Yeah. It was just, you know, 60, 70 years before that, that people weren't even washing their hands to do surgery. Oh, yeah. Because germ, germs. Right. I know. So this is still, you know, it's something that you can't see. It's hard to wrap your head around. Uh, you just know that it works. Sure. You know, when I put this powder in somebody's face, they break out and boils and die. That's pr- that's magic. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're going to let the guy who does the magic do his magic, even if he's not fully committed to the fucking, yeah. you know, the... Um, the, the fear, whole process the fear, of it. Yeah. But so he would basically, you know, tell these these people coming into his office, well, don't forget, Mangala is next door doing... God knows what to some poor human specimen. Mm-hmm. And he would just fuck around with, with uh, these Jewish captives and knowing that the longer he kept them acting like there was an experiment going on, the longer it saved them from the gas chamber. Right, right. If I if I shoot him with this steroid, look, he can spin a he can spin a, a top on his hand all he day. He would just keep Amazing. fucking around and yeah. acting like there was long, long term experiments going down. And then, you know, talk to uh, you know, some of the uh like I said, the the medical professionals that were, uh, and so one of them was like, he was like, I, you know, I, he gave me medicine for my stomach ulcer, and I, you know, I would teach teach him things about my field or whatever. But it wasn't like a quid pro quo thing, or it's like we were just basically killing time to stop me being killed. <laughs> right, right. And um, so Hans, much at at the trials about Auschwitz in 1947, was the only person acquitted. That's, I mean, that, oh my that says, all, all of, that says all everything, of, maybe? All of these prisoners came forward and were like, he was kind, he was nice, mm-hmm. he would not um, select anybody for death. He would deliberately uh, fake experiments and trials and results and retrials just he, to save people. He gave me Tommy John surgery. And then, I can throw harder than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that man was Sandy Koufax. <laughs> <laughs> I make the ball Koufax. <laughs> That's a pun. <laughs> but he was, you know, That's so stupid. He was, he was, he was. At, you know, I think he went to. I think he was at Dachau for a minute, like as the war was like 
you know, waning, and then uh, he was found to be, okay, like, you're a Nazi doctor, and he was, you know, sort of rounded up and sent for trial. And then all of these prisoners came through, and they're just like, no, that guy was really good. And his last act, I think, when they were, like, when Auschwitz was being overrun. Um, he liberated? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very important to say. Well, same thing, yeah. I know, I know. know, know. It was being overrun, (laughs) attacked from the... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, think about the power change. Yes, yes. Absolutely. The last thing Hans did was he gave just one of them a revolver and was just like, if you ever have to shoot your way out, here you go. Wow. And um, so he earned the nickname the Good Man of Auschwitz. Wow. It's a hell of a nickname. Jesus Christ. It's better than the Bitch of Buchenwald. (laughs) It sure is. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but you know, he, uh, you know, he just, he just didn't subscribe to all that shit really from the beginning, but it was one of those things where he was like, all right, everything, you know, everybody was just so swept up in, in, in the national pride and stuff. And, and uh, if you're a scientist or a doc, like the advancement of your industry and stuff, it's, it's greater than. Than the, the fleeting nature it's of also politics. Still, it's also narcissistic and e- egotistical. To, to, of sure, course. but sometimes you're right. But also it's the thing true. too about like what could be and like you know here like what's what's tomorrow like maybe I can, I mean just his things about like using this instead of algae in a, in a fucking in a uh, petri dish. Petri dish. Yeah. Like they were like oh okay already this guy you know like we can't have him be killed right um, and. Then he's the kind of guy that's like, all right, but all these old fucking doctors and scientists are being killed. He's like, I should be out there. Right. And so he deliberately tries to get out of Germany and onto the front lines just because he thinks, like, it's unfair. He's just And he just got married in 1939. He's, like, really trying to be basically a good dude. And then when he gets out there and he sees these fucking, like, horrible crimes. And don't forget, that shit is not being reported to mainland Germany. Like, yeah, right. It's not. Right, there are German the towns. Sen- the they're... sentiment of anti-Semitism, of course, is. Yes. But, like, we are systematically exterminating them? Not at all. Right. Nobody in the world was fucking knowing that until, like, they discovered it, you know? And yeah, it was coming back to the United States at some point, but but I, I think... Oh, that was Eisenhower. And you know uh, his quote on that? No, what, what was it? He was like, he's like, do all the films, write it all down. He goes, because some asshole is going to come around and say this never happened. Right, right. And that's why they made, you know, there's there's pictures of them showing the the towns, these the camps were in. Yeah. Making the, 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 the civilians in the town watch the videos and see the pictures of what was happening. Because either they didn't want to know or they were just removed yeah. enough from it not realizing. They just thought it was a camp yeah. without realizing what goes on in a camp. Yeah. In those camps. Yeah. They were probably one of those communities that like was like, hey, we, you know, we got our Jewish people like up the road. You know, they probably like gave somebody up, you know, and it goes like, well, here's what happens. And that's an interesting uh, discussion of if all of those people in Germany knew what were happening in those camps, would they have readily so readily given up? Well, they started with camps, and, and and you know they would show the footage, and they would show everybody playing soccer and stuff. Sure, sure. and people yeah. would be like, "Well, that but seems like, like a nice time." Like a time I, I wish I could play soccer all day. Look at these right. people on welfare eating shrimp. It's like everybody thinking that you know, uh, a prison. They go uh, three meals in a cot. 
<laughs> and you go like, oh yeah, and no freedom. Meanwhile, we I mean uh, we have so, like we have this idea of prison in America where like they deserve to get COVID, and it's like they're in prison. Yeah, what? It's... No one deserves it. You fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. what you know? What are we doing about China and and their Uyghur Muslims? Right. Huh? The Uyghurs. Yeah, exa- exactly. What? Are, exactly. It's open. Nothing is being really hidden. But they, there is a genocide mm-hmm. being committed right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing with the... Uh, what are we doing about uh, yeah. Gays is, in Russia. What are we doing about it? Nothing. We're not gays in Russia. Yeah, I mean, and that's... Gays in Russia. But that's not even state-sponsored, though. That is culturally sponsored. Sure, but but also with the encouragement of the state. Sure, but it, uh, and, if and, you have and, a scapegoat, and, and, and I'm only I'm only just making the distinction because they're both insidious, uh, and one you know one is like institutional and mechanized and industrialized, and the other is just like so entrenched in the culture that guys will go on dating apps and lure gay guys to their apartments and then just kill them. Yeah, and they're both insidious in yeah, their own yeah, ways. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, which also like. Get a hobby, and also, dude, you're how about gay. You, seriously? You're gay. Yeah. Oh yeah, and get yeah, laid. You, you know, you hate yourself. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole fucking thing. Um, but yes, I mean, it, this, it's, it's, it's. He, I, I wonder if what made him stop asking to go to the front at some point. He's like, oh, I can help more by being in the camp. You know, I, I, oh, no, the, I, I the, think, the, the whole machinations going through his mind of like, what the fuck do I do? What the fuck do I do? What the fuck do I do? How do I do anything? Without getting fucked, I think that uh, I, you know, it was basically like Mengele and people that like were like, I need more fucking weirdos here to that specialize in some high science to do weird shit, mm-hmm. and there's no better place to do it than in a war crime zone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do war crimes, what and better place? That's why he got there. Yeah, um, because at first they were like indispensable, can't die. So it, was, he, it was like one of those movies, like give me the best. And he's like in the woods somewhere, and he's like, "I'm never gonna do biological warfare again." So you know, he goes on to, to you know, uh, your, cu- your country needs you, Hans. <laughs> okay, this is one last time. It was December. <laughs> December 20- I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> the decision uh, to acquit him from the Ashes trial, uh, December twenty second, nineteen forty seven. Uh, quote, not only because he did not commit any crime or harm against the camp prisoners, wow. but because he had a benevolent attitude toward them and helped them while he had to carry the responsibility. He did this independently from the nationality, race and religious or- origin and political conviction of the prisoners. Um, Is there like a fucking statue for him? Because that says so much about someone. He was the only one out of 41 acquitted. That's amazing. And, and this uh, is like Nuremberg trials? This is the specific Auschwitz trials. Wow. And uh that have its own fucking set. <laughs> he goes yeah. he goes back to uh Germany and he's back in Bavaria and uh he went to the second Auschwitz trial in in 64 and and that God, was, I mean that's like, you know, 64? Yeah. Like geez, almost I, 20 years later. I didn't even I've never even heard of that. 64? Like yeah. and we're still fucking doing this? Yeah. Well, a lot of people I mean, slip through the cracks, you know? Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I, yeah I imagine, yeah. Have another one. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Please. I mean, they're still, I mean, they're they're still, still capturing They're still people. doing it now in their hundreds. It's yeah. crazy. Um, God, I know. Fucked up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a mess. So here's the uh, fucked up shit, right? Oh. <laughs> in, his old, in his old age, he got Alzheimer's, 
And he made several public statements in support of Nazism. Oh, John. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, good, no. good fuck. Which <laughs> was really good fuck. Yeah. Plus, I lied. <laughs> like, I killed a lot of kids, man. Like, of course they're inferior, you stupid fuck. I mean, what, what was he? Was he? Was he talking about like he was still in like forty four? He's like, he's, the forty four Yankees are the best baseball team. He was. He was also the Nazi. <laughs> he, because you know, saying that type of shit was now a crime in Germany, which also is. Very a bad idea. Yeah. Um, to say things should not be a crime. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sure, but you know you have to admit that they dealt with their crimes better than, uh, like you know, the United States had dealt with the Civil War. Well, it's because they had right. a, a much better education program on well, the truth <laughs> of the atrocity, sure, sure, yeah, as right, opposed right. to. They didn't. They didn't a lot name, of slaves liked their jobs. They didn't yeah. name their buildings after slave owners. Right. They yeah. did a much better job of of really highlighting the 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 terror, uh, and it, and and it was more recent. And it's different. It's not the same. But yes. No. No. You're right. You're. It's 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 an important distinction to make. Uh, should Holocaust denial be a crime punishable by law? Who's to say? Here's. The- <laughs> Do, what, what do you mean? Who's to say? I don't think it should be. I don't think. Okay, it should we'll be make either, a fucking right? stand. Well, who's I mean, to say? It's, I think I know. I was going. The, I was the, going to. In this in this particular <laughs> case, he was he was held on trial for such statements, and they were just like, "Oh yeah, he's fucking out of his mind," and he was acquitted of everything. They were just like, "Oh yeah, like it's a fucking Teflon." It's Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. So it's the thing that Jesus the, the fucking the dementia thing makes you not only be. Saying crazy shit. It's it's usually ornery. Yeah, or racist shit. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it's fucked up stuff. Yeah, yeah you, you like you, you know they're diametrically opposed to everything he'd been saying in yeah. interviews he's all sick. of his life for years. He's sick now. You know where he's just going like, and he was never holding himself up as a fucking hero. Right. He was just going like, yeah, I was the bravest amount of cowardly possible, and I think. Yeah, that was a good role, and that was yeah. really what saved him. And don't forget, everybody at those trials could have been like, "Yeah, you know, he was all right, but fuck him too." They could have been right, and instead they were just like, "Oh no, he really actually tried very hard yeah, to help if, us out." If you are, if you're really that hurt, like you can just be like, "Yeah, he wasn't as bad, but he let it happen." Yeah, if there's a prison riot going on and you're the warden that the fucking inmates just walk by. So you're doing something prob- right. Yeah, right, right. But because they could and have every reason to fuck you up. Yeah. You are still a part of the machine of oppression. Yeah. And if you're if you're on that other side of the wall or the fe- or you know the bars and they're still given the opportunity, they don't fuck you up. Mm-hmm. It says something. But obviously they recognize something that not only did they know afterwards, but they probably knew during the time. And it was something that they yeah. knew was a secret enough to not actual say it so yeah. often that the people who ran the camp yeah. knew it either. I'm sorry. Can you explain that again? So, so, so they, they, everybody who was at all of the, the uh, prisoners, prisoners who, who, who made state positive statements for him. They recognized it, obviously, enough people had knew afterwards, but all of those people also knew at the time, and they knew if they, they spoke up, <laughs> if they spoke up, they were going to get him killed, 
And so they had to keep and it secret in the camp. Oh, no. yeah, And, and, and so, so that's so, a whole nother. So these guys is. are going, hey, we need to keep this secret. But wait, did you did he do that yeah, to you, right. too? Because he did it to me. Why, how did you come back here? The last 10 people that went in, right. no one came back. What are you doing back here? Yeah. Well, it's that thing, you know, if, if there was, you know, uh, you know, some uh, stringent, hot Nazi woman <laughs> with the stirrups and the ephemera. And all that. And she holds a fucking gun to Aaron's head and she's like, What did he say about Paul? And I'm like, I don't know. It's I don't just know. like him. And I'm like, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. She's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm gonna kill him. And I'm, gonna, I'm like, he said it's just like like, you know, it's one of those things where you can be a coward very fast. So yes, he was absolutely exposing himself every time mm-hmm. he was helping out a camp prisoner because they were just put in the most barbaric uh, life or death, second by second, minute by yeah. minute, day by day choices yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you know if if any of them got fucking like roughed up and were like, what was what was your experiment about? And yeah. it was just like it was nothing. It was talcum powder. Yeah, yeah. We won't kill you if you tell us. Yeah, it's such it's like it's this interesting like experiment in game theory because like you know the prisoner's dilemma. You know that thing where like if you let's say you and I are arrested. Mm. And the the cop comes to us and says, "All right, give up everything, and we'll let we'll give you give it easy, give you give it make it you you get off easy. He dies, I die, right? Or the other way around. The best move for everybody is if we both say nothing, mm-hmm. because then they have nothing and they both let us go. But like a mitigate, like a kind of halfway move is if I turn you in. That means I know that I get a little bit of leniency, but you die." But the the best winning move for both of us is for both of us to not say Shut up. Right? And that's, I mean, if one person in in the situation that Munch and the prisoners are in fucks up, they're all dead. Yeah. And that's the, like, that's like a very, very interesting, like, game, dangerous game that they played that worked, seemingly. Yeah. Because it would only take one person to crack under pressure uh. Have loose lips, and then like he, the doctor's dead. No more people are saying like they'll p- just put the fire. You know, put a, uh, the prisoners to a firing squad or something, yeah. or throw them in the gas chamber. And it's just this very interesting testament to solidarity. Yeah, but you would yeah, think it would, yeah. it would almost be like there'd be like mass suspicion like from the get go. Where you're like, hey, he's- yes, that's why it's so fucking amazing that it worked. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like you're like, oh, he won't go out and select for death, and he's just like. No, I'm not going to do that. Fucking fuck that shit, you know? Well, you know, it, but it also, um, that maybe because unlike Mangala, you know, so if he was doing the same thing Mangala was doing, they'd be like, well, why aren't your results like Mangala's? Mm. You know, he's presenting himself as like above it or different, you know? Yeah, I mean, you I'm, know, no, I'm no good at picking people for death. Mangala right, is right. so much better. Yeah, Let oh, him pick oh, them. he's, yeah. I mean, Mangala's stuff was so off the wall, he could almost fake the results, too. I bet he did. Yeah, yeah, he probably did. Of course he did. I bet there were... uh, Half of the time, it wasn't even for results. Yeah. It was just to say he did it. Yeah. Oh, God. (sighs) You ever hear about the Japanese Dr. Death? The Japanese uh, version of Mangala? Unit... What is that? Yeah, Unit 413 or 430. Yeah, Yeah, something like 837. Yeah. A24. Uh, <laughs> not joking. There's yeah, a, uh, yeah, 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 there's I know, I know, I know, but no, there's a just unit 4 or 13 or something like that. And uh, he had, um, 
exploitation movie based on it. Uh, oh, God. Uh, oh, Black Sun. Oof. And uh, yeah, it's about all that fucked up shit. So now here's the crazy thing is that there was also a guy named, his, his name was John Rabe. Uh, and R-A-B-E. And he was a businessman in Nanking when the Japanese invaded. And so he basically went to the invading Japanese and he was like, uh, if I create a zone where there's no military Chinese threat, he's like, will you leave these people alone? Was he, what was he, uh, American? Total, total or Nazi. Chinese or? 100% Oh, Nazi. he was a Nazi. He was another like nice Nazi. He was a is a German Nazi in Nanking. In Nanking, wow. as a businessman, and he was he was able to use his Nazi credentials to stop the slaughter of Chinese citizens by the Japanese because Hitler was an ally of the uh, Japanese. Right, Wait, right. what was it, what was his name? John Rabe. Man, how are they like that's a it seems like it that is act no, I, itself I, I, is like that name should be. Yeah, and so he he created basically what was considered like a no conflict zone, and so he would go to the Jap like the Chinese authorities, and he would be like. Get your fucking military people out of here because I need to just have this citizenry in here. And he kind of liked that they were looking to him for authority. He, you know, he had been there a while, um, but he was also at this time, 1937, fervent Nazi, completely believed in, in uh, German nationalism. But he was just like, he saw what was happening with the Japanese and the Chinese and he was like, oh, this is wrong. This is not right. So he saw, yeah. It's so, that's so it's, weird. Meanwhile, the Jews probably, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's, it's not really, if if you take into account that a lot of people didn't know what was going on. Well, sure, sure, sure. No, yeah, yeah. You know? No, I understand that. I uh, absolutely. And so a, a big thing was in, uh, in Nanking, he, he kind of halted the forces from completely sweeping in and invading and, and raping and murdering. And that allowed for, they think, Hundreds of thousands. Jesus Christ. To escape from China. Wow. And then once he, once, uh, you know, uh, that was kind of over, then he, he basically uh, cordoned off like a, a non-hostility zone in Nanking. Just a good, a good a, you know, good time. Good but time yeah, place. but yeah, also if you weren't in that, oh my God, yeah, it Jesus was Christ. one of the worst atrocities of all time. Yeah. But believe it or not, yeah, one of the guys that saved Chinese lives was a fucking... Died in the wool Nazi named John Rabe. Man. If you're just joking, <laughs> we're doing our Nazi apology tour. This is the nice Nazi podcast. Uh, no, it, I mean <laughs> Nazi fever. <laughs> Catchy. Yikes. No, it's 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 fucked up and it's weird. Um, you know, I mean Hans at the end of his life just coming up being like they're inferior. I'm like, it's like the funniest thing in the yeah. world to me. Right? I, I put inferior brains in there. You go like, oh my God, you're the only saving grace. And then he's like, I'll tell you what's wrong with the world is Judaism. <laughs> I'm sorry that it's funny to me, but it is. It's, it's, so it's funny. And it would be funnier if it wasn't so tragic. I thought no. you were going to say so true. No, it, Jesus Christ. Really what it is is just the, the horror of, of mental illness. Dementia, yeah. man. It's so... Oh, yeah. They get so mean. No, any any type of those end-of-life things. Uh, I just learned recently that uh, like people with uh, terminal cancer often, but not always, uh, they reach a moment where they get really mean when the end is coming. Mm. Like in the last few months, they get really like fucking shitty. No Your shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they'll fucking just like go off at at family members and stuff. And people are like, "I've known you 
And for 99% of your life, you weren't like this. And yet for the last three months of your life, you were just the meanest person in the world. Yeah. And I mean, Alzheimer's and dementia are obviously different because it takes away the brain. But, you know, the end of the end of life shit. Yeah, no, I mean, you, fucking you, mess. you can't be you can't be really mad at it. Um, yeah, that's the thing. So, yeah, the, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad about that. I'm taking a stay. Yeah. Um, so the, there was some, there was some kind of, uh, differentiating, like, you know, viewpoints. Some people were saying that, like, oh, Munch did, uh, take part in selections and, uh, he would, he would cook dead people in a broth and all that stuff. But like the vast, what? the vast majority of people he wasn't, <laughs> were just like, no, that's not true. It's technically a stock. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Um... <laughs> Um, and, and, and this is where your argument falls apart. <laughs> it was uh, he was uh, he was supposed to be in, like infecting people with rheumatism, and uh, and he may have infected people with rheumatism. Well, I mean, so they say. Um, but most people are saying like, oh, he basically just played around and never did anything wrong to me. Um, you know, yeah, well, I, the ones that are dead can't speak up. <laughs> Sure, that's totally fair. Um, you know, there are probably some people that he he maybe he did it to. You I'm know, sure, did, I did wouldn't it. listen. I would be surprised if he didn't. Yeah. So <laughs> after, after the war, forty five, he's arrested in a U.S. internment camp after being identified as an Auschwitz physician. He's extradited to Poland to stand trial in Krakow in forty six. He was specifically accused of injecting inmates with malaria infected blood, and with a serum that causes serum that causes rheumatism however many prisoners testified in support of munch in their witness speeches the court acquitted him 22nd december 1947 not only because he didn't commit any crime of harm against the camp prisoners but because he had a benevolent attitude towards them as i told you and helped them while he had to carry the responsibility he did this independently from the nationality race and religious origin and political conviction of the prisoners the court's acquittal was based, among other things, on his strict refusal to participate in the selections. Um, he was the only one acquitted, and uh, he was considered to have saved so many people from the gas chambers. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you even just think about the last act, where you go like, here's a gun. You know? That was something that a lot of people, you know, coming out would be like, thank you so much, because now we're going out into the wilderness. Like, even if the concentration camp is done, who knows what craziness we're going to fall into. Right. You know, the scariness of, of... Well, I mean, as they're being overrun, as you, uh, the Nazis are doing everything they can to get rid of the evidence, a.k.a. the people there. Yeah. You know, so they're if, still... If, if they're not trying to slip in as... Yeah, able-bodied and well-fed. Oh, I, ju- I was just eating a lot <laughs> amongst a bunch. Of I have a glandular problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's the chosen one? Uh, <laughs> it's also. A, I hope another, we get to homeland. <laughs> it's also a big gamble because he doesn't know that the liberation is going to be successful. Right, or that guy won't shoot him. Like, in the fucking that he head. won't be committed for you know you know he won't be killed for treason if if he gets found out. And he From almost, the Germans? Uh, yeah. Well, I was thinking the, the whole way through. Well, he gave him a gun at the end. And he that's did, very he, overt. He did, he did like, give him. Or that they might fucking shoot him. It, and, and that's yeah. kind of what I was saying to you is like, 
There's a lot of people that just be like, oh, yeah, you're one of the good ones. Right. Mm. One of the guys that watched us under barbed wire every day, like, yeah. fuck you, too. Like, right, exactly. You, as soon as you give somebody a gun, it's easily... Like, I mean, I'm guessing he gave it to a guy that uh, he had some sort of connection <laughs> to. He cut his fingers off. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sorry about that. He has a gun. <laughs> Are you left-handed? But that was the thing, too, is that, you know, like, um, part of his thing with uh, helping out Mansfield was just to be like, you're a greater man of science than I am, and... You must live. Right. You know? Nobody else would get medicine. He would give him medicine for his stomach ulcer. Because he was just like, yeah, you know, yeah. you're more qualified here than me or anybody yeah. else. He's like, you are the smarter physician. Yeah. And um, well, I, I, so Mansfield was the big one that stuck up for him at the trial and was just like, yeah, he did everything to avoid uh, sending people to death, uh, avoid people... Getting out of the experiment because once you were done with experiments, don't forget you were Why? useless. Yeah, yeah. So he would just elongate. I got a long, I got a real long term experiment with this. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. I gotta see if he can be a good assistant. Can he listen? Yeah. Uh, but I think with a guy like Mansfield, I think you know it's it's you wonder what you know what's going through Munch's mind, right? Um, who do you choose to throw yourself, you know, to help? And it, Mansfield was probably the smartest one, but there were people that weren't as smart as Mansfield that he helped, right? And so was Mansfield that type of thing where he is, he's making excuses for himself of like, I'm helping people, I'm helping people. Oh, okay, well, no, I'm, I'm helping this genius. That's the, you know, of course, of course I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm of course I'm, I'm not, you know, he's, so he's giving himself an excuse. I'm, right. I'm just trying to get into his head of trying to figure out like, what were the, what was going on in his head when he's trying to choose who to help and who he doesn't. Okay, well, but that's an interesting uh, uh, open thing of, uh, of discussion that I think uh, I would like to hear both of you from. Uh, what do you think the Nazis uh, would feel about taking medical advice from uh, a, a, a Jewish uh, physician that was kind of more esteemed than any of theirs? Do you think they would just be like, okay, we're going to take this and then kill you? Or do you think they would, would throw it under doubt if they were a dyed-in-the-wool uh, Nazi physician? A Nazi physician, yes, yes, like some other doctor, indoctrinated, like another another doctor on the community. not Munch, yes. Were they? I mean, was Munch say, was saying where he got it from, where he got the advice from? What advice? From the 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 Jewish doctor. What I'm asking is, you're asking me, yes, what the Nazi would feel like taking medical advice that originated. Yes, from would one they, of the, would they want to? Would do they, they? Do they? Would how would they know that it came from them? Well, I mean, no, if they weren't if Munch, it, if, if they weren't Munch, if it was a, yes, if they weren't dealing with Munch, if it was Mengele dealing with Mansfeld and knowing but his background, was were, was that a, a fact? Uh, was that a, a did no, that no, no? Munch was dealing with Mansfeld, right? But what I'm saying is, would a Mengele have taken on the medical expertise of a, a lifetime physician that was Jewish? That, so this is this is a hypothetical. Hypothetical, completely hypothetical. Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, if if I think if it's Mengele, I'd be like, well, does it hurt? <laughs> yeah, <they'd be> like <laughs> if it hurts, yeah, I'll take the advice. Uh, but that's <laughs> experimenting on. That's not taking like medical advice for. I mean, it's a weird thing with. Um, the Holocaust is that 
when you when you're like eliminating an entire you know race of people but they also have like a disproportionate representation in like medicine and economics and science you're you're you know you are eliminating cultural capital mm-hmm. you know Dark ages, right? Yeah, you're you're starting. You're kind of like ensuring your own downfall when you're getting rid of such like intellectual capital. Uh, I mean, sure, yeah, there was you know so Jewish carpenter, you know people, you know just regular blue, you know blue collar workers too. But yeah, you know a lot of yeah. You know the first Jewish guy I knew as I was like a carpenter. He's a plumber. Yeah. Oh, they're talking about Jesus. Yeah, the first like you know guy I just yeah. So I was always thinking, like, this Jewish elite thing. I was like, don't give me uh, plumbers do well. Yeah, it's <laughs> a great like, job. But I was like, you know, that was just a regular Long Island guy to me, right? And and a good guy. Yeah. And more than that, you know, he was he was also very pro. He was very down for his people, and uh, but he was a, a sweet guy, a good guy, and uh, you know. But it, it wasn't anything of like this, like elitist. Yeah. Uh, unobta- like I'm like the, you know, the reason entertainment is always so prevalent in Jewish families is because they're just like kids put on a show for like they're always like they're always like open to it. It's not it's not as if like the dad's just drinking at the table and being like go to bed. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like they're 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 so open to first of all discussion, mm-hmm. education. Yeah. Um, well, it has a lot to do with their history as like an itinerant migrant people. It's deep cultural yeah. Uh, affinity, yeah. Um, on a level that I think a lot of other cultures and they were reading for fucking of... two thousand years before everybody else figured it out, yeah. <laughs> and they kept they kept it going. And I think a, a lot of other cultures are a tiny bit jealous of the family dynamic, even though it can be still old school and dysfunctional and so on. Yeah, and you know, oppressive. But it's still. But, but it gets also a lot of gets a lot of gets a lot of boost from the mother being. It, so it, it is yeah, the mother the mom, runs the show. The mom being. So You're not important. Jewish unless your mother is Jewish. Exactly. It's matrilineal. Yes. So that gives a big old boost to people being like, okay, well, your dad can't be quite the prick he might yeah, be. Yeah. No. Nobody. Otherwise, nobody ever goes. Jewish. Nobody ever complains about their <laughs> Jewish father. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's not true. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They definitely do. They definitely yeah, but I mean, it's a little more like... The, the, you're, Crest it, of the cloud. What I'm saying is there's, the mother is... It's a matriarchy. It's more of a matriarchy, and usually the, the complaints about the Jewish mother are like... She loved me too much. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. ah. yeah. Or she created the Marx Brothers, yeah. <laughs> and it's just uh, like, ball. And if you're <laughs> just, just joining us, it's three goyim talking about <laughs> Judaism like we know it. Um, so to answer your question, how would, what, how do I think Goebbels would feel? Mengele. Yeah. Sorry. Mengele would feel. Would he just take anything he could? Yeah, I think uh, probably. I mean, they had no problem fucking, you know, reaping the benefits of other cultures as long as it was a benefit. Yeah. And that kind of almost includes just like the, the. 
It's 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 the, the like the you know the spiritual high stuff of, of of Indiana Jones that they were kind of interested in. Yeah, here, right? oh yeah, it's like, right. It was one of those things where they're like, yeah, I'll take anything. Right. Well, you know, all indie. Right. I, I mean, which is different than, and I, I'm not saying one is better than the other, but you know, in in the states, in the United States, with with blacks and and like slaves, is that they they couldn't the the white elites couldn't even consider couldn't even imagine that their slaves were smart enough to plot against them you know well uh, also but also at the same time that's why they would that's why let, they didn't teach, let, let them read, read and whatnot because they knew that they would they, they knew they were doing something so bad that if we if they learned to read right they would fight them right or the i mean if they're gonna read something read, have them read the bible right uh Especially the parts where it says slaves obey your masters. Right. <laughs> uh, wow, really? Yikes. Yeah, it's in the Bible, yeah. yeah you know it. what else is in the Bible? How to perform an abortion. Yeah. Yeah. The only time abortion is mentioned in the Bible is how to do one. Um, it's a pretty important. Well, you if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck this no. up. No. Um, <laughs> Tell my Mary. I don't want any more trouble, okay? But I think what I'm getting at is kind of the below suspicion. Right. So, right, you know, right. here it seems like they were, they were too dumb to even be considered, you know, worthy of uh, suspecting them. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think that was the case with uh, the Nazis and and let's the the Jewish intelligentsia. Let me tell you something. I think part of the part of the thing was that they were too wily in their eyes, right? They were too wily, yeah, wily yeah. conniving. Yeah. Uh, the very, Jew, the Jewish population. That's what that that was part of their propaganda, right? The they were they're gonna trick you. Yeah. And so I think that I mean that's still a propaganda of you. Yeah, it's still, yeah, it's still it's still out there. So I think that um It's so fucked up though, you know, because like they they like a lot of I know some German Jews that still very much identify as German Jews. Well, yeah. Well, you know well, what I'm saying? Yeah. That's who they are. What, what, are they, like, what are they supposed to identify I know. as? Well, you fucking wouldn't want to maybe after that. You might no, wanna... what, no, you are you, who you are. Even in America. It's, it's, it's a yeah. form of pride and strength to no, say, I don't give and, a shit about I am this. Of course, yeah. And that's very much the same thing with the Iranian Jews that would uh, not accept the, the 30 grand from Israel to come move there. Mm-hmm. A lot of the Orthodox, like, you know, That's Jews in, in, in Iran were like, no, fuck that. We don't care what they say. Like, uh, we don't care if the Iranians deny the Holocaust. Of course, the Holocaust happened. It was terrible. But we are Iranian Jews and uh, almost like basically fuck Israel. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was kind of a, in this way of like uh, that sect of Judaism saying, we are not a country mm-hmm. and we will not be uh, kind of. Turned into one, yeah, or, or held to the opinions of one man that might be the elected leader. Yeah, exactly. And therefore, turning the world anti-Semitic again. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Jewish people that believe like we are internally supposed to be nomadic. That's very, and I yeah. respect that a lot. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. really cool. Definitely. Um, and I think it's so funny with the Germans, <laughs> who was like, you know, they have uh, the Jewish population during the Roman Empire, who are, uh, you know, exceeding, you know, the the age of the Roman Empire and therefore kind of more advanced and therefore putting out early kind of Marxist people like Jesus Christ. 
and uh, you know this this uh, inherent ideological threat um, based on the age of their civilization. Right, it, because it is just a return to normalcy. Because p- prior to like civilization, everything was truly communist. You lived in a band of 150, 500 people, and you all tribal. shared everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's all there was. And you then moved, you move this place, you move that and then place, you just, and then people settled down. Yeah, and started owning shit. Yeah, and then selling people and like, you know, making money. And uh, so, so that um, having that ancient perspective mm-hmm. uh, that Judaism can bring uh, is really just a a return to how things were. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is frightening for the people in power. Because, of course, because but, we got all these actors. Uh, but also, not only that, you know, but there's a lot of, you know, people have a lot of inferiority complexes, as we can see. Not in, you, maybe you, bro. In <laughs> modern politics. So I think, you know, it's like, yeah. there's one of those things <laughs> yeah. where you see like a guy and he's reading a fucking book backwards and you're like, what the fuck is this bastard's <laughs> problem? And then like, and he goes like, oh, you should wash your hands. And you're like, I don't think so. And he's like, you're a fucking retard. And he keeps right. reading backwards and you're like, you're reading the book backward and you're like what the fuck is it and so there with kind of knowledge and education there is this determined thing of elitism which is really it's, just we're not really on like you just haven't got here yet i don't i don't think it's it's with knowledge and education i i think it's more of a uh i don't think that necessarily breeds that type of Inferiority complex? Yeah. Because there's plenty of stupid people that have inferiority complexes. There, there are plenty of stupid people that what? Have inferiority complexes. That's what well, I'm that's saying. That's what he's saying. I'm he's saying, saying that, that he, right. it says that if you're a Roman citizen. Oh, I thought you were saying ed- that with education no, comes inferiority. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. He's saying like you're a Roman citizen and you can't read. Right. There, there, there could you be. You smell like inferior- shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. You're I sick. I understand that. Yeah. And, and you then, see. And then check this out. <laughs> You see some weird Jewish guy who doesn't look like you reading. Not, not only that. Sure, no, okay, I understand. Back in the day, um, the fucking, uh, the the poor uh, slave Spartacus is like, I could overthrow Rome if only I could get these wild Germans on my side. Right. And he goes like, I can't tame them. So the most trains on time thing that we take for granted in Europe now the like the germ like the German fa- like oh we do everything like to like the like they used to be the craziest people in Europe mm-hmm. to the point that like Spartacus was like I can get everybody that's against Rome to fight except I just cannot control right I think it was specifically the Bavarians but like and that was the thing but that, that they worked. would become the people that felt superior to the people that felt superior to Rome. Is is fascinating to me. Well, but, and then what's also fascinating is that the Third Reich was modeling itself as being a new Roman Empire. It, it completely was, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that's why they were so down with uh, Mussolini and, and, and also so disappointed with them. Yeah. Um, it was convenient, it seems like, for them. You know, I, don't know. It's, I mean, I guess it's strategically important. It's a place in the Mediterranean that they could get that because Spain was off limits. <laughs> they got a little bit of France, but like Italy is... Are you know, talking about the Nazis with, with, with Europe? Yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, this leader that woke up at noon that was addicted to speed was like, eh, Mussolini seems like he'll take care of <laughs> Just like this. Oh, no. He, he, like the, he, he, was, this, he was really enthralled with Mussolini. 
Hitler was very much like, oh my God, that guy's so cool. Yeah. And then he kind of saw Not like Franco. <laughs> he kind of yeah, like saw, saw what he was doing. He was like, oh man, fucking loose land guy. Man, he's so cool. Yeah, no, he really did. Yeah. He really, really did. And and he was, yeah, kind of jealous of the new Roman Empire thing. Yeah. Well, because he was already there. He was already... <laughs> and yeah, they thought, you know, oh, now it's just the German turn. And that was like the whole start of everything with the First World War. The Germans thought like... We haven't been a country. Everybody has all this colonial shit. It's our turn. Yeah. And the weird thing now is that, like, now it's actually their turn. And it's completely nonviolent. It's totally structure-based, and it's totally like, hey, let's keep this fucking EU shit together. And it's all Angela Merkel Mm -hmm. and, you know, I think kind of a a very... uh, Browbeaten populace. That's like, uh, hey, maybe. Hey, we really got to stop trying to kill everybody because that's not worked out well for us, you know. But yeah, it's 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 crazy to think about all of the times that Jewish people have had to flee this area of Europe to this area to this area to this area. Well, it's because any state doesn't like it when a population or a, a part of the population has a loyalty to something else first. Right. I mean, I mean, most I mean, of the, I mean, know. maybe, but some of that loyalty is, is built in because the state doesn't give a shit about them. And I'm thinking about most states don't give a shit about people. No, but I'm, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm saying no, but like in America and the upper class, yes, in, the, in America, like, you know, that there are built in, we give a shit about these people. Uh, what what America has done to black people, even if black people give a shit about the state, America still doesn't care about that. Yes, it, unless it, they have enough money to. They are know. they are excluded from certain economic things. Uh, Jews, blacks. Well, in this country, pretty much everybody that's say, if you want to just say the the insider trading based on Donald Trump telling everybody like, hey, this COVID right, thing right. is really gonna fuck shit up. Um. I think I, I'm it, talking it, about historically. I know, but in, no, other, but in other states, there would be, uh, like, say, Jewish populations in Portugal, let's say, that were savvy enough to be like, oh, okay, we can see the way that the market works. And then other people don't like it because they don't see it as shrewdly or quickly. And then they can get bigoted. Of course. Right? Sure. Because what you have here is a group of people that have had a longer civilization. And they've, and they've so held they it together the unbroken. So they know the signs. Of course. But I think uh, uh, what happened after that was that they were just kind of like, okay, we need to um, bring everybody in more. And that's kind of what happened. And a lot of it was just through like these uh, creating um, like different methods of, of, of uh, having things be like acknowledged and fair as a system, you know? Explain. Well, like, insofar as, say, economics and, and things like that, they would be like, okay, here's the rules, and here's new rules, and this is what it takes to, like, repossess this land based on debt and stuff like that, and they would just, like, institute rules for everybody to follow because the people that were there in charge before were like, oh, we don't know what to do. Now, these are the Golan Heights, and what we're going to do is take them. <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm serious. Like economic things like that, where it's like, if you don't, well, because fulfill- there are very. I mean, the ten most famous rules were written by a Jew. 
<laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, I mean, that comes with writing and reading and codifying, you know. It, 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 but also just, and, and they were, they've been doing it the longest. Literature on how to. 5,000 years of rich history unbroken from Moses to Sandy Koufax. And, and what does that do? What's the, what's the main point of that? To have everybody live together peacefully, equally, in a way that... It's a no-state solution. In, in a way that they think is just. Mm, yeah. Right. And... Uh, if you go like, okay, I know this is... And if you're a state, and yet you, and that you see that there is a, a an element within your boundaries that is, A, arguably doing it better, mm-hmm. cheaper, more efficiently, decentralized... Oh, well, then it's an election ruse. Where you can be like, you know what we need to do is get rid of... Yeah, it's a thing where you go like... Exactly. Attack, that, and that's why they've been the other, yeah. all the time. Because they've been omni... They've been ever-present. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Easy to accuse e- of, 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 of elitism. Yes, because they are inherently a population-wise minority. Yeah. They don't have numbers. Uh, um, and they... And then and then you make them take the jobs that you don't want to do. <laughs> and then they then they do those well. Yeah. And then you blame them for it. Yeah. Um it's um it's uh very very uh fucked up. Uh I'm not for it. No. I'm taking a stand I'm anti-Holocaust. <laughs> um and I'm sticking by it. You may not agree with me. I know Matt, you won't. <laughs> you you but, should. But uh, it's it's um so I think I think I think uh, Mangala would probably take the advice. He's got a good Jewish doctor as a prisoner. Yeah, is this where we get? This is where we're coming back to it. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a theory of archetypes. That's all. That's all. That whole idea is would would someone take it or would someone not? Um, we've seen all of these. I don't think any of those guys would have left anything behind if it meant getting to the next kind of level of they were just so ambitious and and cre- I, I think no but it's something like, it, like Mangala what's the next step do you know he you know he's as close to God as he'll ever be and I he think, knows it. I think it's kind of predatory and, and sick in the way where like they almost want to overwrite Jewish history in their own oh way. well absolutely that was the, that was like so much of what they did is why would you burn a book yeah in order to destroy the the things that it has in it yeah in order but the, here, here's the thing about burning the book is you read it first that's the fucking that's well, the thing that well like, in theory in theory you do oh no I think they completely do I no completely I maybe there's someone who's, who does but I think it's a lot of, for the type of people well, you for burn the a masses book. no the masses aren't no, no but, but I'm just saying yeah there's probably someone who does but look at all the people that are saying like trying to even in America they're saying don't read Huck Finn it's racist yeah they haven't read that book mm-hmm. but, but you know Goebbels uh, Gallery of Degenerated Art was like if you were in that, you were considered like one of the greatest artists of the 20th century. Sure, sure, but that's different. But, that, you, know, you actually have to put effort into reading a right, book. Right, but also you got to understand that if you were in that exhibit, Goebbels, or at least his people, had intricate knowledge of your work and its, sure, and its sure. point. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, because it's not fit for consumption. Right. It's right. Like, uh, we can have it. Yeah. Right, you know, and, and maybe it's not for it's too dangerous to let everybody have it. But the fucking Nazi elites, you don't think they were fucking consuming all sorts of fucking inappropriate materials? Of course, yeah. I, I guess you the people on the the people in America on the right who are anti Huckfin, they've read the book, and the people on the left who are anti Huckfin <laughs> haven't read the book. Is what I'm saying. 
Wait, wait, I don't know what you mean. Because people on the right it's, it's who are... It's funny how the, now those two groups have overlapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because people on the left who haven't read the book, they're anti-Huck Finn because it has the N-word in it. And that's it. But the people on the right who are anti-Huck Finn have read the book and see that is actually anti-slavery. It's a book about treating uh, Huck and becoming friends with Jim and Huck understanding what Jim is going through and them becoming a connection and, 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 and seeing each other through each other's eyes. Yeah. So anybody on the right who's understood the book, they want to get rid of it because yeah, I mean, they've I mean, actually read it. I mean, God, it's, it's the dumbest thing in the world. But that's just, a whole other thing. We don't, have to, we don't have to get into that. We don't have that. to get into that, but also just, I mean, if you're censoring books, I mean, Jesus Christ. Jesus. What the hell are you doing? You said you're it. a psycho. It's a, yeah, it's a, it, just think, think about that step. It's a well, anyway, I just, mess. you know, Hans Munch. Very fascinating. Uh, never heard of him. Yeah, you like that never heard. Shit? Never the heard good, of him. Good man of Auschwitz. The good man of Auschwitz. And uh, wait, wait, was it Jabe? What was it? Rabe. 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 Is that John pronou- Rabe? Is John it pronounced Rabe. like broccoli Rob? Uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, R A B E. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably an accent. Yeah, it's probably. I would imagine if it's German, Robbie. it might be Rob. Rob. I don't know. But, oh, uh, John Robbie. Oh. Hmm. Was he not a Han? Yeah, he 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 was just. I mean, he he was really Chinese, full blown. You know, uh, obviously, you know, probably more of an industrialist. And, <laughs> I love the and, phrase and, "full blown." And way way into the Nazi shit, but he was just like, "Oh yeah, this is this is fucked up, and this is not right." And I'm over here doing this thing on behalf of uh, you know the the, the national Reich. socialist government, and suddenly, um, you know, the Japanese are coming here, and they are our allies, and. I mean, it was really just that. Well, he probably, having lived there and been with those people, he probably had but just some a, level of respect or understanding for him and said, you know, we Nazi shouldn't do this to people. During the Axis powers, just the pause to stop them coming into the quadrant. Oh, yeah, no, a- absolutely. Hundreds of thousands. That's crazy. Hundreds of thousands. And then I think within, you know, the the kind of like, no fight zone. It was maybe like half a mil or something. <sighs> and and you know estimates for the rape and king I think are as high as three hundred thousand. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. It's really really rough stuff. Not a good time. And a weird thing to think about: uh, a high-ranking Nazi official in a foreign uh, post, and then almost seeing the war to come. On the on the on the high casualty side, uh-huh. and like I mean, think about that. That's that's thirty seven. That's like thirty seven is early. Yeah, that's before. Oh, so that's before Hans even joins. Yeah, the yeah. Nazi party. He joins in like oh, he he actually joins. Fuck the Ravenland King was in thirty seven. It's it's way way early. Yeah, God. So he's. I thought it was. I thought it was later than that. Yeah, I, was oh, assume, I, don't know why. I, I was assumed it was part of like the like like World War Two was like peak. it started here and it, it started here. on December seventh, nineteen forty one. No one fought before that, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was kind uh, of a weird thing we were seeing about the 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 Russian Revolution with the. They were thinking the the war against what was it Japan or something, early nineteen hundreds like they had a, a war oh, against yeah yeah they, yeah they, Japan yeah. and they were fucking it up yeah. We're like losing. Yeah. And Lenin was going like, 
oh well, fucking, there's not gonna be a revolution now. Yeah, <laughs> and you just like give it up. Yeah, and like, and then would, years later, he started grassrootsing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about like in, he was in Siberia, and he goes like the locals just hang out with the prisoners. He's like murderers. <laughs> He's like, I'm talking murderers. People come up and be like, what's your life like? <laughs> what's your sign? It's the weirdest shit of all time. He's like, like what's going on? It sounds, like, it sounds like a... It's pretty fucked up here in Siberia, huh? <laughs> it sounds like a book, like, Lenin in Siberia. You're like, oh, what happened? I bet you I bet you, you were back in Moscow killing people, huh? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, you know, it's it, it's just, it's so, it's so sad that he just had this fucked up dimension shit at the end when... Well, you know what? He earned it. <laughs> I mean, that's not on him. It, it's, it's, it's sad, but it's also like, it's not like his do you know what it personal really, Do you know what it makes thing. me feel bad about is... The person who had to sit, had, who was watching him? The person who had to clean him? <laughs> no, it makes me feel like the person that was like, oh, you know, here's my dad that, like, got to Israel and, like, now I'm an Israeli. And, like, he said this was one good guy. And then he comes out in, like, 2000. Yeah. Right, right, right. When he's, like, 99 years old and he's like, they're inferior! <laughs> And you're like, what? But also, but just- also, you, if your dad was was understood context and stuff enough, like you, you hopefully you also uh, took a, an element of intelligence from oh, no, your yeah, dad no, to be yeah, like, of course, okay, I know. No, the decade, the decades of interviews with Munch yeah. after were like very lucid and yeah, you could tell like, oh, he's actually a good dude. Right. But then he, he liked would, the he, Beatles. But he would also say things like. People would be like, oh, would you go back? Like, they would try to challenge him. They'd be like, would you go back and do it again if you could? And he was like, I don't Yeah. Know. He goes, like, the opportunity was incredible in my field. Yeah. And, like, he's just being honest. Yeah. Like, he's like, with the knowledge I had, yeah. He's like, I, I didn't know, you know. Man, those like, questions are those questions are always asking for someone to be like, I hate my life, I feel like. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of, yeah, what do you want me to, I mean, like. <laughs> There's somebody, some other asshole who didn't have the conscience that I had would do that work and just fucking not save people. Like, right. yeah. yeah, I would do it as a duty to humanity. I would take up hot air ballooning, exactly. exactly. Fly like, away. I'm glad I was there. Yeah. yeah, and also it just makes me think of that thing that uh, I don't think people really take for granted when they look at the Second World War and 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 view it like they always view it as a thing of like it's like mythological. Oh it's yeah, it's become. Became Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Became I mean, Star Wars, yeah. but like... I mean, especially with the generations of, of, of people that were in it. Are, are, right. Are but if you're in gone. fucking New York or fucking Munich... Yeah. Tokyo. Like, it was so... I mean, imagine it, it, just being like, hope we win. <laughs> yeah. Year after year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also like, hey, remember the war that was called the Great War? <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. But also, they're, they're also listen. Like, hey, hey, remember yeah. that war you was looking for? <laughs> they're also used to it. I think that's why, like Vietnam. Viet, I mean, we could. This oh man, it's getting thing, so like fucked up. Vietnam. Back. I mean, the, the, the French. Every gener, everybody's parents. You know, everybody's dad like was in a war for like two or three generations, right? Yeah. It was just this thing, and especially in Europe, before the 1900s, 
It was just like, here's a war, here's a war. Like, uh, uh, like the, the, how France, what? how France got the shape it is today. It took so many fucking wars every. Matt, fucking but 10 I think years. you're right. But go, just say everybody in history up until <laughs> yeah, yeah, 1900. Yeah, it was. It was you were if you were a man at growing point, up at in some the point. world during civilization. Mm-hmm. You were probably gonna. Be in a war, yeah. yeah, or a battle, yeah. And you're like, you're gonna hey. have to fight for your life, and you had a non-zero chance of dying at the tip of somebody else's spear. Right. If you weren't a blacksmith, you were probably going to war, yeah. And you gotta chew out some little piece of Portugal, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're just going there because, like, maybe you can steal like ten pieces of gold, and when you come back, now you can have a like slightly better yeah, you hut. Can own a person, yeah. I heard heroin's legal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to Portugal. Not Portugal the man, Portugal the country. <laughs> Maybe there's a man there. Well, yeah. boys, uh, I, you know, I uh, I value your uh, sage advice Thank and you. wisdom. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no advice here, but maybe some wisdom. It's, good. it's a it's a good conversation. It's, it was. It it's was. Uh, it's it's a tough one. Um, cowardice and bravery are hard things to. Uh, Identify and, and, and right, and he can be accused of both, right? And but that's that's you know, one man's bravery is another man's stupidity, is you know, sure, ch- you know, running out, you know, guns blazing into the middle of the battle. Is that bravery or is that stupidity or, or another form of cowardice of not wanting to make the hard decision of saying, No, I won't do it? Right, right. When you watch Bush Cassidy on the Sundance Kid, are you like, man, I wish he didn't run out there? Or- Butch and Sundance, <laughs> the early years. <laughs> I really like that movie. Yeah, it's Butch really, and Sun. It's Butch, really- Butch Cassidy and the Sundance. Butch with the Sun. It's it's really good. I don't it know. It really is. Really going it, off the really, I think it's really better good. than the I fucking Sting. It. You haven't seen it? No, that was an early uh, quarantine movie for Aaron too. Yeah, you watched it. No, I wasn't. You didn't want, oh, it was before you moved in. That's right. It's, so, I mean, William Goldman, he, you know, the guy who wrote Princess Bride. Uh-huh. Paul Newman and Robert Everett. Yeah, oh, and yeah. like, just both at like the right age. Yeah, perfect time. It's really, and it holds up like the, die. it's funny, and... Uh, 70? 70 something. Yeah. yeah it say. might not even be, it might even be... Weird time, like such specific time in cinema. Like, yeah, it's, it's perfect. I mean, it's, it's a and it, there's it's a western, right? It's, it's yeah, old, yeah. but there's raindrops keep falling mm, on my head. head. What? Yeah, I love movie. those like anachronistic movie, uh, you know, um, musical choices. Yeah, it's really. Um, we're getting off the top, getting off topic, but uh, getting off top. Should we? Should we? Should we? But, but people, you know. The cowardice. Yes, bravery. there's different. There's you know service level bravery and service level cowardice, mm-hmm. and um. It's not as black and white as one might say. Well, Absolutely. it's the thing, you know, it's like uh, people go like, oh, you served until serving was inconvenient. And you go like, or did I serve when fucking like, longer than I should have? Yeah, like when shit was really fucked up and tons of people would have died for no goddamn reason. And at least I could fool you into thinking that I was doing some diabolical shit when yeah. really the whole time I was just trying to fucking save lives. Yeah. You know, here in America, every time there's a sporting event, even fucking Little League games, they'll play the national anthem and then they'll continually underfund the VA 
every year. And so everybody who's at the Little League game can say, I stood up. I respect our troops. And then I give no money to the VA and I don't give a shit about it. And I drive past homeless people on the off ramp every day. And they're all former, they're all vets of some It's because we respect our troops, but we don't care about veterans. Exactly. Uh, And that's why we, 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 um, we, Love a fetus, but we don't give a shit once it's born. Right. It's the exact same. Oh yeah, they can go to the thing. chair. Yeah, probably a criminal. <laughs> I'm pro life. Is, is there a high chair for the chair? <laughs> yeah, pro life, anti baby. Yeah, yeah uh, a fucking joke. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, pro God. soldier, anti vet. That's what I am. Anti baby, pro fetus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's America. Anyway, that's America. Bravery, cowardice, the circle of life. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. And it's just like Paul to go inside and be <laughs> fucking his mom. Man, it is, I mean, it is just so typical of Paul. That's just a Paul. You know, remember that show, That's So Raven? <laughs> That's so Paul. That's so Paul. You remember yeah. Paul and the family? <laughs> My favorite, remember Paul Bear? Yeah, I love Paul yeah, Bear. Yeah, Paul that, Bear backed his mom. <laughs> after we first told our buddy Daniel about fucking Taboo 2, <laughs> Brought it up the second time, and I was like, "Yeah, you, I, was like, I was like, you watch, you watch Taboo too." And Aaron goes, "That's fun for the whole family." <laughs> yeah, he's right. Dude, he's right. The whole family, and he, whole, and that's what they he, are. He he's a whole family. He didn't get it. He didn't get no, the joke. no, no. He didn't get that it was, it was yeah, fucking incestry Oh God, <laughs> it's so stupid and hot. You know, there's there's more taboo. Oh yeah! Oh, they're still doing it today. The taboo goes on and on. Tell the, the people, uh, taboo, three electric boogaloo P. taboo, <laughs> taboo taboogaloo. Right. I'm, I'm part of the taboogaloo boys. <laughs> right, we want a I civil like, war it, so we can all fuck our moms again. <laughs> I what I do is I take other sequel titles and I, apply, and I go taboo six. Paul lives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Paul takes Manhattan. <laughs> Taboo 7, The Last Crusade. Paul goes to hell. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. It's, it's Skip versus Paul. Whoever <laughs> was a kid. Taboo 2, you know. Skip. Skip. It's a crossover. <laughs> it's, a cro- it's a fringe. It's, it's, a, cro- it's a crock it's an over. Opportunity. It's a gate over. Taboo six, yes, he's free. <laughs> no, no, no. no, it's what she's saying. Oh, no. uh, oh God, let's I, get the fuck out of here. We get into trouble. Here. Yeah, yeah. Before. I think we're gonna get into trouble. Yeah, I'm gonna say good night. My name is John Fahey. My name is Aaron Pita, and I say good night. <laughs> Mapper so. Good night, everybody. We love you. Star Bands Avenue, a podcast network.